I am Betty Collins, and this is Inspiring Women, a podcast presented by my company, Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women toward economic, social, and political achievement. And I, Betty Collins, am here to inspire you today on your journey in life, which includes so many things. This is all about you. I am thankful that you're listening, but more importantly, that you're investing time in yourself. You can find more about inspiring women in this episode on the resources tab at bradyware.com. So today, what does it take to be an inspiring women leader? How we need that, how women are looking for that every day we're looking out there to see who can be that person, right? And I've been really fortunate. Um, I'm I'm in the Columbus, Ohio area, and we have so many really good women's groups. We're going to have a podcast on three of them tomorrow. And and I'm just fortunate that I've seen quite a bit of women around me. And, you know, who is that inspiring woman in your life? Thank them, okay? Think on why they inspire you. Who do you inspire then? Because you, you have a role to play in this as well. Um, so... Women are not all the same, and what inspires you may not inspire me. But nevertheless, we all need someone who inspires us. And as a woman business owner, a leader, and, I'm, and someone who's passionate, I mean, I'm passionate about the marketplace, I'm very pur- purposeful about empowering women and supporting the organizations that do that. You know, for me, an inspiring woman is simply a woman who can fill somebody with the desire or urge to do something worthwhile. It's someone who lives their life every day based on the core, you know, what she believes, and it influences me to be open and maybe even change. So it is someone who creates a better world, and you just, you watch them do it. Um, Inspiring women, for me, they have to live their lives on their terms. Uh, that's something that motivates me. You know, again, we're all inspired differently. So take some time to think about it. How can you inspire and get on it and go? And who's inspired you? And thank them. For me, I need to see other women who have been there and done that. It's important. Um, I need to be inspired on in days when I just feel like giving up. Uh, you know, maybe just a little bit of affirmation. Okay, probably Betty Collins needs way too much affirmation, but sometimes just that simple nudge. And I need to have others around me who are better and have have different insights so I can be better. I challenge you to dig deep and realize that you have a role to play in that. You need to figure it out and then do it. Become that inspiring woman leader. And yes, you, because I assure you that someone needs to see it and be influenced by you. And by the way, you might already be influenced and you don't even know it. So make it a stretch goal. You know, that goal that stretches you. It's a pretty simple concept. So today I have a woman who inspires anyone and everyone she knows. She certainly has done that with me. She's extremely respected and admired, um, especially in in Columbus, Ohio, I can tell you, and, and outside of that. She knows what it takes to live and be a professional Um, She's a CEO, but a wife and a mother. She's an expert. She's successful. She's even a trendsetter, which we're going to talk about, just the the way she does her her business plan. And she's a pilot and a speaker. I mean, that's a pretty pretty amazing woman in in itself. You know, you, you are inspiring, Lori, and you live it through starting this business that lets people 
mostly women, lead great lives and allocate more time to, to get to do the things that are important to them outside of their careers. And of course, I love it because when you tell your story about it, you talk about when many t- people told me it wouldn't work, I was, I was going to make sure it did. Um, you've had things that winning the best place to work for five years award. Um, with employee engagement over 95%. I mean, that's just huge. Uh, you have many large clients and yet a lot of small ones, but you have Honda Nationwide, Ohio State, I mean, Cardinal. These are big places, L Brands, Huntington. And on going on 30 years w- with nonprofits, donating $300,000 of services each year, and I know a lot of those are geared to women. I think this is a really big thing. You gave the commencement address at Miami's universities, uh, Farmer School of Business. Uh, 7,000 people were there. (laughs) And I think you even thought maybe you were a little intimidated, right? Teaching at at the Ohio State uh, University in their MBA program. I mean, you've done things, always taking the time to meet and call a woman who, who reaches out to you. Just like when I had this request for you to come and be on my podcast, you were right on it. Um, and you do, you've done a lot of hard work and, and slow work of advocating for social change for women and minorities. With, and you'll talk a little bit about some of those groups that you've been on. So, Lori Kaiser, welcome to uh, my podcast. I am so glad that you're here to share with my audience. Uh, we would love to get more insight from you as an inspiring woman. So, so I'm going to start with some questions. And the first one is, you know, I have talked a little bit about you, but just tell me a little bit about you, you know, your husband, those things, if if you can just do that first, and then we'll get into questions. Well, first of all, Betty, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Sure. Uh, That was was quite an introduction, so I hope I can uh, (laughs) meet expectations. Um, Let's see. So I went to Miami University for my undergrad, and then I started my career at KPMG. And I loved being an auditor. Um, I loved all going to different clients and working on different teams and having different bosses. And it was a great job until it wasn't a great job. Uh, when I d- decided to start my family, I didn't really want to travel more than 50% of the time. So I quit my job without a plan. And I'm not sure I'd recommend that. Uh, <laughs> kind of freaked my husband out a little bit. Sure. But my plan was that I was going to get a plan. And uh, while I was figuring it out, I had some former clients call and say, hey, will you come out and do project work for us? Uh, you can work you, whatever days and hours fit your schedule, but you know, you know us and we know you and we think it'd be great. And so that's really how I started my business. Um, shortly thereafter, within a year, I, was, I had way more work than I could do myself. And so I started hiring other people that looked just like me. Um, you know, had had a great career, didn't really want the, the high number of hours and the travel in public accounting. And this is the early 90s. So they pretty much quit because back then there was full-time work and stay at home and really not much in between. So that's how I started uh, my business. And to now we have a, a company of about 80 people. And everybody at our company gets to pick the days and hours they want to work. Uh, so that they can have great lives and great careers. I always love hearing it when you've told that at NABO events or the women's funds, things like that, because in the 90s, you're right, it was one or the other. 
and there wasn't balance. 2020, it's like, oh, we have balance now. We're, we're at home, we're at work. <laughs> it's like, that's not what you're talking about. But you really gave women an opportunity to have some flexibility yet contribute and, and by the way, have a great career. So um, it, it's why when I thought about inspiring women, you were definitely on that because I know people who work for you and, and love it. Um, so talk a little bit about, though, you said I, my husband had a little heartburn, maybe those are my words, but because you quit your job and the plan was to get a plan. I'd like you to talk about women and risk-taking, you know, because that was a lot of risk. Women need to take more risk and be braver in those career decisions. Can you just give us insight on that? Because I know you're passionate about yeah. this. So I am passionate about it. I think one of the reasons that there's a wage gap between men and women are is that men feel more confident raising their hands and taking on a new role that maybe they don't tick the box and have every skill, but they're willing to take that risk to get ahead. Um, and women generally want to be more qualified, like be able to tick every box uh, and be 100% sure they're going to be successful. And so therefore, men are constantly stretching and reaching for higher goals and getting there. And so I think women need to have have more of that risk taking because it's holding us back from getting, you know, the next raise or promotion. I think um, I always tell women that I mentor, you know, who would you rather take a risk on? You rather take a risk on yourself. Um, so take jobs outside your comfort zone and say yes to things you're not 100% sure that you can do, but you'll work really hard to make sure you get there. Right. And, you know, when you see yourself get somewhere that you never thought you would get, your confidence builds, right? And then you're Absolutely. like, man, I can really do this. I mean, Betty Collins is that story when I came to Bradyware as a CPA and accountant, and then all of a sudden I'm, you know, in women's groups, I'm doing podcasts, I'm growing my business right and left, and I'm kind of doing it in my terms and on my way, and it was a big risk going to a big firm, when you're a generalist and you're not an expert per se, like you loved auditing, right? <laughs> I did like auditing. Okay, and that's okay. I know about auditing. I know about, it, but but it might. It, yeah, you just build confidence when the more risk you take, because you can see you do it. Yeah, and I think you can start out small. I like to tell the story um, when I first, when people first started asking me to speak in public. I would say, oh, that sounds really interesting. Send me an email with all the specifics. And then an email would come and I'd see the date and I'd set up an internal meeting so that I was busy and I would email back, oh, my calendar's busy. I can't make that. Right. Uh, because the whole idea of speaking in public was really intimidating to me. And so I decided that I needed to get over that. Yeah. If I wanted to um, grow my firm and be a subject matter expert. Um, so I really started out very small. I called up my son's high school and I said uh, to the accounting teacher, hey, do you want somebody to come and talk about careers in accounting? And of course they said yes. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, first of all, it's a high school, so they're not gonna be listening probably. And if they are, they won't know if what I say is right or wrong. So <laughs> that's a very low risk place to start. Great strategy. Yeah, I built up from there to small groups to 100, 200. 
And like you said, I did 7,000 people last year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, uh, Caroline Worley, who you know, she got me to public speak, and I was petrified, just petrified. I thought, what would I possibly have to say? And there was an energy to it when I started it then. I'm still nervous to this day when I public speak, but it was it's something it's a risk every time you get out there to do it. But it's there's an energy to it and a reward. So Right, and and the more you do it, the better you get. Right, right. It becomes a natural thing maybe or it becomes something that, you know, you you can you can do it and I'll go to this next question because when you start being able to be out there and, and you can be on stage, you can be those things, you can have impact in a different way in your community besides your besides your work, besides your profession. Uh, it definitely has a big, it's a big deal in community and serving in organizations. So your community involvement with organizations has been inspiring. I mean, you've given the, you know, your time, talent, and treasure, as we always talk about. And part of that's why people do really inspire and look up to you and see you as that p- person. So share the why, you know, of NABO and the Women's Fund. Um, tell us about these two organizations and the importance of giving, you know, because it's a role of an inspiring woman as we want more women to, to do these things. Yeah, so I um, I first got involved in NABO when I knew that I needed to um, build more of a network and grow my firm. Um, I was a little nervous. I didn't really want to take on that role. I really liked just doing client work. Um, But again, you have to push yourself out of the role you feel comfortable with and lean toward the role that you need to grow into. Um, So I chose NABO and I started attending meetings and NABO was super welcoming to me. Um, It was uh, from the very first meeting that I walked into, it was a group of people that were supportive, who wanted to see you succeed, who were willing to, you know, share not only the things that had helped them be successful, but also share mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I found that that was a great way for me to start uh, what I considered my stage of working on my business and not in my business. Um, And then, so I actually joined NABO pretty quickly. I went on the, uh, the board there and became the treasurer and was involved uh, on the board for several years. And and that was great. Um, When my board term was up, I moved on to the Women's Fund of Central Ohio. Um, I'm very passionate about women, uh, women and girls' leadership, making sure that they're as economically stable. Um, You know, there's a lot of families in Central Ohio where they don't know where their next meal is coming from. And you know, there women who head up those families need help. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm still very upset about the fact that women still only make 78 cents for every dollar a man makes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to work on social change and really move some of those barriers. Right. And, and it's so important for women to understand that you just don't go to NABO and become the president. You go to NABO in organizations like it, or you join the Women's Fund in organizations like that, partially, yes, for for self-development and, and business development, but you really do go there because we need to inspire women. And, and, and so it's just part of being that inspiring leader that you are and that others could be. It's a huge, important role. 
um, that you you played in both of those organizations, and that other women can 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 do it, and, and they need you, right? So, yeah. who, Lori Kaiser, inspired you? Who influenced you? I mean, I'm sure there's more than one person, but who who would come to your mind? Yeah, many people for sure. Um, so, my dad was an entrepreneur. He started many businesses when we were growing up. Um, so, he's always somebody that I saw as willing to do something that other people weren't willing to do. Um, and that definitely helped me when I decided to turn sort of my consulting into a real business. Yeah. Uh, and even, even after people told me that it wouldn't work. Um, and then also my mom, she, my mom was a lifelong learner. She went back and got her undergraduate degree when I was in elementary and her master's when I was in high school. And she was getting her PhD when I was in college. I felt like I was really the king of the hill when I got my four-year degree and my CPA license. (laughs) (laughs) Never going beyond that, right? So Yeah, but you know what? You you continue to keep your CPEs up, keep learning new skills. I think it doesn't matter if you're earning a degree. There's so many ways now that you can grow your skill set with you know, LinkedIn learning and all sorts of webinars and learning and growing has never been easier with all the things that are available on the internet. You know, and also the whole learning aspect, and I'm sure that you find this as well, as you go to prepare a speech or you are on a podcast or you, Betty Collins, start a podcast. What I have learned over three years of doing this podcast is just all this perspective from other women that I've interviewed. And, and that in itself is, again, you're putting yourself out there, but it's a way you learn without getting a degree, you know, and, and then you, you again, just go, I could be more, I can do more, I can have more impact. So, but, but I I like always hearing that when people can talk about their mom and dad, that those were, you know, definitely people that inspired you. With all the challenges of today's world, no, we're not going to talk about COVID, (laughs) We're not going to talk about politics and all the things that are going on. What advice do you have to women on becoming that inspired leader? I will just share what what has worked for me and sort of some of my core values. Um, But I think that each woman has to decide what her version of success is, right? So that you know what you're aiming for. Some women, it might be, I want to make more per hour so I can work part-time and be home with my family. Some people might be, I want to switch uh, careers or industries, um, or it might be just to get that next promotion. So you've got to decide what it is that you want out of your career. Um, and then I also think you need to be bold and take some of those risks we talked about earlier. Um, I think that, uh, it's helped me to be a lifelong learner and be curious. And also I'm really interested in people. I always want to hear somebody's story, um, you know, how they got where they are today, where they want to go. Um, and I would say, um, be open to the things that you're most interested in and let those guide your choices. And I always like to say that I'm super persistent. Um, if you don't like where you are, then you're really not done. Just keep at it um, and be you know, grateful for all the things that your life has brought you. Very nice. Very good. That's for anybody, <laughs> what you just said. Sure. Whether you want to lead or not, but we all lead in a different way. So where can, you know, I cannot thank you, sure, for, for being here today, taking time to do this sh- and sharing your perspective. I'm truly, truly grateful. 
Um, I have two questions. One is, where can we find you um, on social media? Where's the best place? We are going to have things attached to this podcast about you. But is there anywhere you would want to direct the audience, you know, in regards to your business? So you can find my business at kaiserconsulting.com. Okay. Um, And we're always looking for more talented people that like our model, the part-time flexible work model. Um, And then I'm mostly on LinkedIn. I don't do a whole lot of other social media other than that, but I'm pretty active there. Okay. And then what podcast or book would you recommend to my audience today? One that's really impacted me recently was uh, Shonda Rhimes' book, My Year of Yes. Um, It's a very interesting book where, um, you know, Shonda Rhimes goes and spends Thanksgiving with her sisters and she's in the kitchen and they're all making the food and she's bragging about all the things that she's been invited to do and parties that she's been invited to. And one of her sisters says, well, you need to stop bragging because you're never going to do any of that. And she went home and she thought about it and, you know, she realized that, that they were right, that she was letting her fear control um, the things that she did in her life. And so she had a whole year where she said yes to everything. And um, I read that book and I was really inspired and I decided that I was going to have a year of yes. That's, I have not heard of that. I will have to definitely research that. Thank you definitely for sharing that. That's a, that's the one I haven't heard of. So very good. And then um, there's a book that I like right now that I've been talking a lot about called How Women Rise. Okay. And it's basically about um, habits that women have that are um, might have been helpful for getting them to where they are in their career, but might be holding them back from getting to the next level. Okay. Um, I also like, um, I like a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts, like um, How I Built This and Masters of Scale. I've heard How I Built This. I have not used it, though, um, or I have not listened to it, but I, I will, you, you've inspired me to do that. So great, great choices. Thank you so much. Well, I am Betty Collins, and I'm so glad that you have joined me today. Inspiring women, it's what I do, and I leave this with you. Being strong speaks of strength but being courageous speaks to having a will to do more and overcome. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will grow. You need to be prepared. And you can do that by going to our website, bradyware.com, to find out more about us and the accounting services that we provide. All this and more about the podcast can be found in the episode show notes.